Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! edition three dudes with a view this is our last broadcast of 2022 after today we will see you in the new year next tuesday will be closed monday we'll see you in the new year uh 2023 and be happy to be there my name is del kennedy i'm dude number three you can uh reach us by going to twitter we are at wkom wkrm we'd love to have your comments and uh, what, good or bad, you know, you want to throw rocks, that's fine. Throw them at me and Clayton and throw them at Miss York. It doesn't matter. We'd love to see it all. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? Doing well, Delk. And I guarantee you, whatever you say to us will not be censored. So <laughs> That is true. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, live from Louisiana. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest, dude. Debbie Matthews, how are you? So good to be here, guys. Good morning. And glad to be the on the last show of the year. It's been a great year, hasn't it? It's it been has. a good year. It's, it's, it's <laughs> we have had an adventure. Yeah. Yes, we sure have. Well, at least this stupid COVID stuff is finally... No, it's about to gear back up again. So China has had a huge outbreak, and now they're letting people – there's concerns because people are now traveling to Italy, and the U.S. has decided that they'll start testing Chinese travelers, not right now, but in a week. So from one week from today, Biden, as Clayton said, who called Trump xenophobic for testing people coming in from China, has now implemented the very same policy – but for some reason, he's waiting a full week to let people come on in and leave. So I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, Debbie, the hypocrisy of the media. Like, for example, The Hill, uh, in May of uh, 2020, uh, their headline was, Biden blasts Trump's coronavirus response as nakedly xenophobic. Right. And then yesterday's headline from The Hill, uh, <laughs> just in, U.S. to impose new restrictions on travelers from China amid COVID outbreaks. So, you know, rules for thee, but not, not for, for me. me. Yeah, right. it's, that's, uh, well, that's better than that's better than denying it even existed, though, uh, Debbie and, and Clayton. Uh, he did Trump deny- didn't even admit it existed. He what knew you- something was coming in and stopped travel coming in, Jim, early. That saved us. I mean, he that was not any travel. People were already in this country. No, for months, Jim. He Jim, knew that the he, virus was. Oh my spreading. gosh! Revisionist history here. This is the craziest thing ever. My head's going to explode. Trump kept people from coming in early and took the heat from basically shutting down travel at the beginning of this thing. And if he hadn't, we would have really been sunk. But okay, so we're doing it again, and here it comes. Yes. They're expecting it to be a different strand of COVID. They're afraid, you know, but. Just hope you protect it and stay isolated. Well, no, I, I actually think that over there that they have kept people so locked down that now that they're opening back up, the regular germ transmission is what's occurring. You know, that's and my hope. People having, having a few thousand Chinese with COVID. I mean, this whole country has had COVID and been vaccinated. So. What difference does it make if some people come in who've got COVID? I mean, that's like, I don't know what it's like. It's just Looney Tunes. I mean, that's, well, well, they're talking about it being a different yep. strain, but... but you got country, me, if, if you've been vaccinated against measles and you know people got measles, you don't want them walking around Well, there are people you. walking around with COVID every damn day right here in Columbia, Mr. York. They're all over the place. 
I don't think most of them are even getting tested anymore. They just they don't know if it's a cold or a flu or whatever. They just they're just going on with their daily lives. That's true. And, it uh, is true. That is true. Yeah, but the hypocrisy that you were talking about, Clayton doesn't end there i mean did you see this fox 17 report last week that said the federal government reported over a million jobs from march to june of 2022 and that now they're revising that it was really only a thousand jobs what, if, what, 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 yeah this is one million to one thousand that's exactly right here's the fox 17 report it was all over the news that, last week that's in itself it says is, critics is are fired problem fed overestimate second quarter job growth by over one million people but remember they they overestimate. They give these reports. The the corporate media puts it out there before an election time to make everybody feel like it's okay. And they have adjusted those uh, numbers down to 10,500 jobs added. That was it. Not a million. A they division of the Department of Treasury yeah. estimated a net growth of a million forty-seven jobs in the second quarter. But according to the Federal Reserve, job growth was essentially flat in the second quarter with only 10,500 jobs added. We are being gaslit on absolutely everything. Well, I, can under- well, I, I worked for the Department of Justice under the Obama administration, and they did that on uh, every they every time. Every day they come out with a stat, you know, fourth quarter growth is out of sight, and then three months later they'd issue a revision. Yes. There wasn't any. And it's in a time. There's always a revision. Every administration does that same thing. It's they a head. Well, uh, and then they have to true it up the next month. Mr. York, well, I could understand, you know, a couple of thousand off, but from one million to 10,500. 10, and it, is and it, it is. was prior to an election. It is what it is. Okay. Uh, well, we, well, it is what it is, and every Republican has known that. And the economy is in bad shape, and regardless of what the Biden administration says, we've all known it. And so, another conspiracy proven that there is no job creation going on out here. There may be some There's job still, recoveries, but not job creations. So, there you go. There's still a lot of signs and businesses we were hiring. That's because so much so money's floated out there and people are sitting on their butts not doing anything. Well, the, the, what Clayton's the one who brought all this up. And Clayton, well, folks, if you hadn't noticed, he, he, what, really triggers him is hypocrisy yes Mm -hmm. and i'd just sort of go huh you know because the democrats and the the corporate media the liberal media whatever uh you know they are the kings and queens of hypocrisy hypocrisy as much stuff as you all do del you should never mention that word hypocrisy. hypocrisy is the province of people who have no moral compass and so why would you expect anything better this morning i don't know if y'all saw that but valerie bertinelli's house they have videotapes of some illegals trying to bust her doors down i mean or break into her house then in el paso texas they're showing immigrants trying to bust down the doors of some residents they're setting up these camps in residential sections Fourteen thousand people is what they dealt with yesterday and that's with title 14 being pushed to february guys you know we're talking about we well, have we'll change the subject yet again but well we're talking about the hypocrisy put a, put of it all put well, them on, put well, them on a bus well, and ship them to Kamala Harris's on immigration, house and what she doesn't understand that's an international agreement between this country and many countries to take all refugees and give asylum no <laughs> no that's what no we don't live under what, the UN what, rules no Jim. no what Looney Tunes had um you know, left-wing stuff you've been reading. Well, there's no such agreement. There, there's not. <laughs> there is an international agreement. No, there is, no, there is not. There is not. No. And, no. And, and, and you no. know what? The U.N. has no jurisdiction over the United States, period. I didn't say it had jurisdiction. I say we signed an agreement. If we sign an agreement, we're going to go back there, on the You know what? No, I'm back no, to Trump. There's no such thing. Trump wants a big, beautiful wall with big, beautiful gates. Like I said, I, you know, Mr. York, I, I've still got my grandmother's uh, hurt. Her help had uh, white aprons and white coats. I mean, I can't wait to get back in that game again. Yeah, you, there we go. Have myself. All you need to do is read up on asylum and how it began. I, Ms. You York. all complain about those folks coming over for asylum. It's it, it York, was that signed would, and, and that agreed would be, to by this country. That would be legitimate claims for asylum. Yes. There are only a handful that are actually found legitimate in this country uh, each year, and uh, 99% 
of these people coming over have no legitimate claim to asylum. This is just more. Well, they're getting it, Del. No, no wait, they are wait, not no, getting no, it. No, no they are not. No, no, listen. Miss York, York, you need to get your law degree from a different university. Yeah. The they are not getting asylum. I don't know where you got well, your law degree. The stats. The, bill should have talked the, a bit more. The stats last week. They are applying for asylum. Almost yes, none of them yeah, are getting it, asylum. Exactly right, Del. The stats came out last week that if you come in and try to claim asylum, they release you on asylum into this country, and it takes four or five years for you to get Anybody. a judge, and then 85% of those people are not are not qualified it, for it, asylum. 85% of them. More than that. It's more than that, Debbie. Most of you are you know, anybody can apply for asylum just like anybody can sue anybody. It doesn't mean that they've got a legitimate claim. And Those uh, people that don't have a legitimate claim, Delt, they are ex ex no, they are not. They just go into the woodwork and they never show up for their hearings. And they are not being. Uh, they, Most of I, the immigrants coming across York, the southern border from York, Cuba. I worked worked with ICE during the Obama administration. Those people go into the wind. They would send out teams of agents to try to locate those people who didn't show up for those asylum hearings. They never could be located. They never were where they were supposed to be. They were just long gone. And this is just a charade to have open borders. That's all it is. It is. So I don't I want to hear we don't have enough teachers day, or that we don't have there. enough care for our elderly. Hey, Shorkin, why are you so interested in open borders? I don't understand that, not, Jim. There's not open borders. Those folks are standing Okay, if you're not in favor of open borders, why are you in favor of thousands and millions of uh, migrants coming across the border each month? Well, the same reason why we got 100,000 of Ukrainians coming here. They gave them an opportunity in a war-torn country. Jim, they're saying that in October and November... You're going to vote Republican, Mr. York. That'll the, change your yeah, mind in a hurry. The, the amount of... You know why? They work. They work like crazy. And they're going to look around... works like crazy? Everybody works like crazy No, these, these Hispanic immigrants work. And they're looking around, and they're seeing the Democrats don't work. And they're going, this is not the party for us. That's right. They are they're a party the of family. Work. And uh, yeah, they're good. Most of them are Catholic. that are pro-life and pro-family and pro-work. And, yes, they will be voting Republican. But right now, we've got a problem. There's, I just well, watched people. Yeah, yeah. like These people in El Paso are, are the people in El Paso, 600,000-person town. They are looking at, in a month, 420,000 people coming across the border if Title 42 is lifted. There are people standing in lines, just setting, starting fires does, to stay warm, to, coming into the country. And they're now they're tenting them. Does anybody know a legitimate organization I can donate to to bust more to Kamala Harris's house? Um, give to Ron DeSantis' campaign. Or Greg Abbott. Yeah, one of those two. But Y'all are loony, too. But what, I, mean, I mean, what other country in the world would allow no. what's happening None. to happen? No. I mean, it, it, it's, it's Europe wrong. does the same thing. Europe is accepting it, no. an invasion. No. It's no. Just, Africa it is. from different places. Morocco. Europe, Europe has built walls, Mr. They Europe. also yeah. find the, asylum agreement back in 1951. Mr. York, you, you need to get a legal degree I mean, from what, a different what, place. What point does this become national security? It is national security. You know what security. I mean? Like, this is not this is not a civil rights thing anymore. This is national security, guys. Yeah, well, that's when it's going to end when a whole team of them come across and do another nine eleven. That's it. Thing. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So maybe this is orchestrated purposefully. I don't know. Well, it's definitely orchestrated purposely. I don't, you know, to the what consequences? The people behind it. I've I've litigated with them. Like I said, they're zombies. They believe that. America must atone for its rape and of the world and its the way it's exploited the rest of the world. And the only way that America can atone is to let all these people in and share with them. And then we'll have world peace. It's their religion. They thought a whole lot more about that this Christmas than they did about Jesus. Uh, so there you go. Let's take a break and come back.
visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Is your family looking for a new primary health care provider, or did you wake up feeling poorly? Give Northside Medical Professionals a call. We also have facial gift cards available for Christmas gifts. We have two Columbia locations to serve you on Nashville Highway and Trotwood Avenue. We have same-day walk-in spots available, and we are taking new patients. Our caring staff is ready to help you with all your health care needs. Call 540-4210 or visit northsidemedicalprofessionals.com today. Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View, last last edition of 2022. See you next year, next Tuesday. <laughs> my, my name is Delp Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? Doing well, Delp. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All hey, right. did you tell Donald Trump to quit sending me this stuff to Truth Social about end-of-the-year deadline, sending him money? 
Oh, well, be sure and get your you checkbook out, Mr. You, you and Debbie real close to him. Don't y'all write him and tell him, take me off the mailing list. I actually put your name on the mailing list, Jim. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. No, I get that stuff all the time. You know, And, folks, that's a whole different subject, but I'm not... I, I, some of the things that the things Mr. Trump did uh, in, during his term or even on January 6th don't bother me at all. Some of the things, though, that he's done lately uh, do bother me. Well, they uh, just... Uh, it, they it, just Flashcards! Oh, no, those were flashcards. Oh, well, that oh, did the, the trading card that was Well, pretty, that's a, that was a that cryptocurrency was fairly, card. That was but, fairly ridiculous. But, but he, you do know that they sold out. Now they're reselling for thousands of dollars. Yeah, he laughed all the way to the bank. Yeah, yes, he, he did. Bought, yes, he bought his own So today they said that the House subcommittee investigating January 6th Capitol riots withdrew its subpoena to former President Trump that was issued in October. Well, because they're not going to ha- they're you know that was all show but that was show before the election. Well, all right, that's, they don't well, need him. All right, that's they not got all was... the all the goods on him anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, according to you, um, the, um, the let's let's go back to the topic here, and the Wall Street Journal yesterday came out with some statistics from the United States Census Bureau, and. Uh, you know what Mr. York calls the rogue state of Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, is doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Here are the top five states in America that people are leaving: California, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, Massachusetts. What do they all got in common? Yeah, what do they have in common? Very Clayton? high taxes. High taxes. Uh, regulations. regulations. Democrat control. Democrat control. Democrat control. Crime. Which, yeah. Crime. Crime. crime out crime. the wazoo. Yeah. All right. Here are the top five states in the union to which people are moving. Florida, Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. Amen. And Miss York... You know, for the life of me, I'm, I'm really—I don't get upset with you much, but I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm just fuming over calling Tennessee a rogue state. I mean, we've got four percent unemployment in this state, and that's not just for white people; it's for everybody. And anybody who wants a job can find a good job, uh, a high-paying job. I, I mean, I—I I heard of jobs being high-paying. When you got a minimum wage of seven twenty five, you call that high paying. Sure, sure. I, I ran into a woman last week uh, who has a high school education. That's it. Single parent. She is being offered twenty one dollars an hour for some manufacturing job in Spring Hill. You know, I mean, the, the, nobody's. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what world you're living in, but nobody's getting paid seven twenty five an hour. They're getting paid three times that much. And so the. Um, Tennessee's cost of living is low. Quality of life is good. There's very little crime here compared to the rest of the country. And yet you call us a rogue state. And that just makes me think, Mr. York, you know, if we can't agree that this is good, then what is it that you really want? And I'm speaking of the larger corporate we. What is it that the left really wants? They they want to take everything I've got and leave me living in the in the dirt. That's what they want, vengeance. Because take what? what? Well, nobody's trying to take anything from anybody. Oh, that's well, a BS. The, the, why can't we agree that what's going on in Tennessee is good? Why do well, you have to say that Tennessee's well, a rogue? I'm sorry, going. Why do you have to say Tennessee's a rogue state? Because they are. They, they're doing things under, like like this death penalty thing. They're doing things undercover, and nobody seems to want to talk about it. Can, York, can, do you want to move? To, do you want to move to California? I go to California. I go anywhere. You know, Miss York. Me. You realize how far you know your pension isn't going to go up if you move to California. That's you'll right. you'll be damn near living in the dirt on your pension in California. Yeah. Well, people in no, people in California. Wait a minute, Debbie. Let him talk. Well, the people in California are moving here because their pensions aren't going for there. So I can survive anywhere in these United well, States. Well, survive. I didn't say that. You live a hell of a lot better here on your pension than you would in California. I mean, why and is this low? That's an advantage. What's but that? What else does Tennessee have to offer? Education systems defunct. The, the 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 type of industry in Tennessee is defunct in most towns. Your large cities, they okay. There's there's crime in Nashville, rampant, just like there's the crime here, Jim. 
They chased somebody through my neighborhood last night that had abandoned the car. Let's let Miss York tell us why life is so bad in Tennessee. Because there is not enough good-paying jobs. The education system is not well, and it doesn't afford companies to move to Tennessee. Yeah, you have some in the major cities, but in the rural areas like Columbia, you don't have any big-time jobs in Columbia other than the GM plant. Miss York, that's not true. Well, people if that you, get an education, if you they listen, leave. If you had listened to to uh, what to our own newscast this morning, you'd have heard Tom Price telling you that a, a variety of companies have brought in over four thousand new jobs to Murray County just in the last year. What world are you living in? Okay, four thousand new jobs. What are they paying, and what type of jobs? We're also offering York, free that, free education for community colleges to anyone. I can tell you, as an employer, I mean, you just <laughs> I mean, it, an, an employee these days can basically command what they want. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. Well, there's market. still a lot of hiring signs out across Columbia and other Ms. parts York, of Tennessee. York, we are at less than four percent, and and we're talking we're talking. I have not heard of any job uh, lately that at all that's less than fifteen an hour. Yeah, I mean, and, if, and if, the fifteen an hour folks are all leaving for the twenty a dollar an hour jobs. If you choose to take a minimum wage job, it's because you chose that. Because there's no way that any employer out there is going to get any type of employees offering seven twenty five an hour. When, like you said, Delk, you have so many other options at twenty dollars an hour. 15, 16, 17. That was 21 with full benefits. This gal had no skills and a high school education. Well, and also Tennessee attracting, because it's low in taxes and regulation, businesses from around the country are moving here. Businesses are. And that's another thing that if you had listened to our news this morning, Ms. York, you'd have heard. I I think you're reading... I think you're reading garbage that people, you know, in California publications are writing about Tennessee. Get outside. No, it's not California publications. It's statistics. Miss York, the get out. Statistics. Well, get outside and that go. That said that Knoxville and all these states that haven't done economic development in their areas are not supporting the population like they should. There are 17 cities Ms. in Ms. Tennessee York, weird. that are defunct. They're not doing the jobs they need to be doing. Miss York, we're at four percent or less unemployment na- statewide. So why every, don't we add zero? That's never been heard of before. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean so, so low employment does just because not we mean have got the overall population is being successful, Dell. Just, just because the overall population is not being served. And statistics proves that Knoxville, Nashville, uh, Murfreesboro, they're not supporting their population. There's not enough economic development. Mr. York, find me those seats. statistics. Find me those statistics. I'll send them to you. <clears throat> you. Just go right ahead. They're not coming from. They're not coming from the U.S. Census Bureau, and they're not coming. They're not from the, coming from the folks in the state of Tennessee who like to who like to celebrate their own minor successes as if it's a national success. Okay, I want everybody. That, everybody now. out there who thinks that Tennessee is only a minor success right now to. To come on in, come on in and get on the air with us. Can, can I, can your, get, get out on the square and just walk and talk. Can, can I just, I mean, what you're saying defies what's happening on the ground. I mean, it's just Looney Tunes. Well, let me let me tell you what's happening here. I mean, if if he if he gives credit to the state for doing well, that essentially means he's having to give credit to the people who are running the state, which are Republicans. Mr. Correct. And, and the thing that just grieves me is that if we can't agree that life is good in Tennessee right now, then then we got nothing to talk about. I mean, what? I, I, I just hope you move to Massachusetts where you'll be happy. You know, <laughs> just because people are some people are successful, Dell. I'm saying that these this is not a some people are support. successful. I just told you about a woman who has no job skills, a high school That's education. One That's and, one person. Well, they're hiring one the, person I'll get you the name of the company. They're hiring success. they're hiring at $21 an hour in Spring Hill right now 
and they can't get them. This is what it's just this like is what you take surveys of one or two people and you say everything's great. You know Listen, what, Jim? What you want? What you want, Jim, is for people to be. I tell you what, Jim, you want people to sit on their keisters and not do anything yeah, and get served with high money coming to their house and their mailbox without them having to work. That's really Where what you, you want. That, from that is exactly you what you want. Them? You said it because it's only one it, person. Not everybody else is getting served. This is not get about getting served. It's about getting and, out and there and making the, your way. Why this just hurts me is this just shows that there's no common ground. We can't work together. We can't live together. And it's time to secede and let people like you uh, go move to Massachusetts where you'll be happy and let us stay here. Well, I mean, yeah, the truth hurts. I know the truth hurts. And what is the truth? There's nothing hurting, Jim. You can't handle the truth. If somebody yeah, wants to make their way in their life, it's a good time to be right. doing that in Tennessee. Debbie, let him, let him have his say now. Tennessee could be a lot better than what it's doing in employment, in types of jobs, in types of education, types of higher education. There is a lack of interest or all right, let's go down the list. You say employment. The employment has never been lower in the history of Tennessee. Uh, I mean, it's never been uh, higher in the history of Tennessee or or in this country as it is in Tennessee right now. It's the best employment ever in history. Now, why do we? Okay, why do we have six hundred kids sleeping in DCS offices, Dell? Well, that has why nothing to do with the kids. Why do we have that? Why don't we attack that problem? There's a good chance that maybe the parents didn't make good decisions for all the people around the state that that are suffering from mental illness in this state. Why don't we support those people that are suffering and nobody cares about them? And we say everybody's doing well in Tennessee. Well, there's a hell of a lot of people out there with mental illness that could use a facility if Tennessee's got surplus money. And they got kids sleeping in offices, and they take them for abused families and put them in an office and they abuse them again. All right, well, let's t- let's let's again let's unpack your angry rant. Uh, first of all, with regard to mental health, with state assistance, that what's the name of the new inpatient mental health center that's just been opened here in Columbia? Springs. Um, Spring. But um, um, something Springs, isn't it? Yeah. Willis. Willis Springs. No, it's. it's um, but it's full already. It's full already, but I've, you know. Exactly. Well, Ch- and, and Chandler, and Mr. York, Mr. York, facilities Mr. York, you know, we've never had an inpatient mental health facility. Why are you decrying, pro- you know, progress? We, we've got, we saw a problem and we're addressing it. We built and Tennessee helped build an, a, a significant, a very large inpatient mental health center, something we didn't have before. So you said, why does anybody do anything? Something's being done. And okay, you, but it, and it, it, you know when Reagan and, when and, Reagan abandoned all the mental facilities across the nation when he was president, and nobody's done anything since then. So you build one facility, and you say, "Oh, that's going to take care of the problem." Pinewood Springs. Well, Miss York, you know we just got one finished. Let's see if that's adequate, and if it's not, let's build another one. You, you well, pre- if it's full, it shows you right there that they need to do more. It does not necessarily mean it's not handling the needs. We will have to examine it. Just open. We will examine that in the year to come. You're on an angry rant that makes no sense, and I just feel I feel sorry. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then, and then you're. Let's see what was the other part of your rant that we got uh, that that we're a rogue state because we have uh, 600 kids, you know, living in the halls. Uh, yes, we are seeing an uptick in the number of children who have placements who, who do not have the number of children who need a placement. And because we've seen a significant uptake in the number of children who need a placement, we've got a shortage of placements for foster children. Now, does that mean nothing's being done about it? Miss York, the legislature only meets in the spring. You can expect the Tennessee legislature to do something about this next spring. There's no doubt in my mind. They will. And we've also got to find out what the reasons are. Why are we seeing an uptick in children who need foster care? What's going on there? What do we need to do about that in the first place rather than just have more foster parents? Maybe we can uh, work together to try to make it where so many kids don't need foster care. You know, well, Kalisa Bearberry tells us every couple of months that the foster care issue is a problem across this, this state. And has been and always will be. And her organization, Youth Villages, does incredible work in getting foster parents because you don't just call somebody up and go, hey, we're going to dump these kids on you. 
you gotta you gotta uh, you know you gotta get have a background check on the home. You've got to give those potential foster parents training. You've got to give them the assistance they may need while the children are in foster care. None of these things happens in a hurry. And it, boy, I mean, whoever, people who are foster care parents, you know, they've got a special place in heaven, folks. And uh, not everyone can do it. Not everyone wants to do it. But, you know, you, you, you act as if we're doing nothing to address these needs. We are. We're working very hard to address these needs. And those things don't make Tennessee a rogue state. Tennessee is still a great place to live and work, great place to raise children. And, if and you, you can go to the senior citizen population. You still got senior citizens that are going hunger in this state. Mr. York, if you don't think Tennessee is a great place to live, then, you know, I'm just sorry for you. Um, now, don't be sorry for me. You need to advocate doing something about well, the, why, the why are you still people need. Why are you living here? Because this is where I chose to settle at temporarily. Why? Temporarily, because this is where a job brought me. Yeah, but you can take your pension and go anywhere you want to now. I can go anywhere I want to. I just don't get it. Let's take a break. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Time. Looks to his left, rolls to his left, stops, looks into the end zone. Catch is made. Touchdown, Alabama. The Wildcats. Pressure coming across the middle, too high. Oh. It's intercepted. Picked off, Alabama. It's the Sugar Bowl, live from Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. And Alabama's recovered it. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. New Year's Eve on your home for Alabama football. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. 
celebrate the new year at the Center of Hope Mule Drop on Murray County Square. The mule drops at midnight to the roar and bang of fireworks and confetti cannons. Before the drop, toast will be held at 9, 10, and 11 p.m. Email your New Year's wishes or your good riddance 2022 to csims at centerofhopetn.org. That's org. The best will be read at the hourly toast. It all begins with family-friendly time at the Kids Zone and Petting Zoo from 6 to 10 p.m. This event is free. Center of Hope helps victims of violence, rape, and stalking. For more information or to donate, go to centerofhopetn.org. Live entertainment includes Rubik's Groove, Kith and Ken, Cade and Big Zoe, Addison Ennis, with a grand finale by Chief Smiley Ricks and the C-Town Specials. Thank you to our sponsors, Baxter Family Management, Foster Insurance, Family Advantage Credit Union, Experience Murray, and many others for making this all possible. Okay, we are back. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Last uh, show of the year. Three dudes with a view. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at, at WKOM, WKRM. We'd love to hear from you. We're getting a few sparks going with um, <laughs> with our recent discussion. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, live from Louisiana, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest to Debbie Matthews. Good morning. All right, it has folks. been an exciting morning. It has been an exciting morning. I I want to talk a little bit about and but if somebody else has got you know wants to start a topic and, and we'll stay on it, that's fine with me. But I I was just reflecting that as a, a young trial lawyer, and I I was a trial lawyer. I mean, you know, get in front of the jury and let's go. And. Uh, that's a very rare breed these days uh really less than probably about three percent of lawyers these days the the, the business has changed the profession's changed less than three percent probably of, of lawyers out there are really qualified to be uh trial lawyers or effective trial lawyers but one of the most important things in trying any case is picking a jury and i learned and was taught by older seasoned hands when i was young that you can basically divide prospective jurors and the entire population of the world into two different kinds of people uh there is there's about half uh who blame others for their troubles it's never their fault somebody else did it and then there's about half that uh you know they take responsibility for whatever happens to them if they don't have a job if opportunities are not out there then they find them and when you're picking a jury if you're if you're defending uh, uh a criminal defendant what you want is to fill that jury box with people that blame others for their troubles everything that happens to them or they do is somebody else's fault because that way they they're going to be the people who acquit the criminal and uh you you learn to ask questions of the prospective jurors to elicit whether they're the type of person that blames others or the type of person who takes responsibility now on the other hand uh if you're a plaintiff's lawyer and are suing civilly say in a car wreck or whatever Again, though, you want a jury jury box full of people who blame others for their troubles. Uh, somebody else did it. Somebody else ran the red light. You know, it, nothing is ever their fault. Somebody else did it. And if you're uh, trying to defend a civil lawsuit, of course, you want the other kind of person. You want people who take responsibility for their own actions, for their own plight. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy folks i don't see how anybody can argue democrats blame people other people for their troubles republicans don't and that's the way that's one of the ways that the country's divided that's pretty simple to see if you just look as long as republicans are benefiting no they don't blame anybody but when you look at 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 the things i've said about the state of tennessee uh there's a lot of blame to go around 
I, I still, for the life of me, can't see what. Well, I'll I'll join you, Jim. Miss York, for the life of me, I can't see anybody to blame for anything. Uh, the life in Tennessee is as good as has ever existed in the history of the world. For some people, Dell. Find me one for whom it's not. You know what? Clayton made an awesome point. I mean, unless they've just been arrested for murder. Well, Clayton made an awesome... Probably not too good then. Clayton made an awesome statement during the break, and it was, Jim, out of these 600 kids at DCS... How many of those kids had parents to die of fentanyl overdose that was directly related to this fentanyl coming across the border? Yeah, we can make things better, but we've got to close the border because it's affecting everything. You don't everything. know if it came across the border or not. If it fentanyl is Canada, it might have came through Florida. China has. <laughs> China is shipping the stuff into Mexico, and they are sending it with cartels right okay. across the border, and it's killing. It, fentanyl is killing a plane load of people every day and in this yeah, country. And, and if a plane oh, went oh, down every day, and, 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 and Debbie, 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 this is a conversation. When they take it. Uh, but hey, Jam, uh, you're saying that, let's sign a po- folks, folks. This this is a conversation about people who blame others, uh, Democrats versus Republicans. And Debbie, you're starting to sound like a Democrat. No, I am sitting here yeah, saying yeah. That if Jim wants to talk about the, people the, at DC. The, Trouble is, the trouble is all because the federal government won't close no, the borders. No, well, yeah. I'm saying there is cause and effect in this world. Go Del, ahead and become Del, a Democrat. Del, Clayton made the statement, and I'm agreeing with Clayton that yeah, there's some kids out here that have had some something come down on their head that somebody could have stopped along the way if they had just done their job. You know, fentanyl's bad. It's caused problems. It's not. First of all, it's not more pervasive in Tennessee than it is in any other state. I didn't say it was. And second of all, we're dealing with it, and we're dealing with it in due course. And um, But somebody made the decision yes. to take something that yes. could have had fentanyl in it. Yes. So, again, it comes back to personal responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, exactly. There's still nothing there that doesn't make Tennessee the best place to live that's ever been on this planet, the most prosperous, and the prosperity is for everyone. And, Ms. York, I, just, I, I wonder. Every community says the same thing, Delt. Every community says the same thing. That's why you get movement here and movement. People leave here. But every community is trying to get people to say, oh, this is a great community. Mr. What else is there besides a great Mr. community? Mr. York, you're the only person, Republican, Democrat, brown, white, or in between, who's said anything. I'm just wondering, you've been locked in because of the damn COVID for two years and hadn't gotten, a, you know, just hadn't been out there walking around talking to people to to know what, instead of reading about what's happening in Tennessee, get out here in downtown Columbia and talk to people and see what's this happening. This is just Columbia, Dell. You got to move out of Columbia. You live in a bubble. You in this little bubble in Columbia, the fine tooth of the South, and that's all you think about. You don't even know about farmers in West Tennessee. You don't even know about Mason. You don't know about the types of things that's happening in Knoxville. You don't know anything about those areas in Tennessee. Well, I tell you what I do know, Mr. Joy. Yeah, I do. I've grown up. I've visited all those areas and still regularly do. It is true that the big economic boom that has happened in Tennessee in the last 10 years has mostly happened in Middle Tennessee. Uh, East and West Tennessee, Knoxville, Jackson, Memphis, uh, Chattanooga, not nearly as much. But what is also true is that the unemployment rate is 4% or below in those areas as well. And that 4% unemployment is, is world record stuff, Mr. York. World record for the good. Uh, I'm happy just, everybody's got a job, but what else? What else does the area offer besides having a job? Well, you know, again, though, Man. Boy, I want to know what he means by that. What What are you looking for? A tilt twirl or a, or a miniature golf? The, the quality of life. What's you know the only theater they had in Columbia is torn down and gone. <laughs> That's because COVID killed it. Well, Miss York subscribed to Netflix. I mean, what's the that's, problem? That's well, that's fundamental change right there. That's going to happen. It's, that's just changing the market, the theater yes. or the movie industry. I yes. mean, yeah, everybody wants streaming. Everybody wants to stay at home and eat their popcorn and not have to sit next to some weird guy. And, and, and COVID those, sunk it. And and those people view that as a, 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 a an increase in the quality of life. The fact that they can just stream the latest movies in their home yep. rather than having to go to the theater. They cut out the middleman and yeah. go directly to the consumer. Yep. I mean, get real. I mean, this this is the, you know, 
the happiness quotient around. Just I, just get out of the house and go walk around the square and talk to people. I mean, give, you know, if, uh, if you think black people are not doing this, well, go get over and talk to people on East Hill. I so mean, when when I'm in when I'm in Boston, the biggest thing that uh, just always. Uh, makes me reflect on is generational wealth of a city it's that it comes in and they build on what they've got and then they build more and then they build more of different services and in tennessee right now we are starting to see true generational wealth within certain cities and hopefully most where things are coming in and then you see where you need more help and then you layer more in you know that's as uh, as communities get wealthier and are able to do that it's just like columbia you know, lots of things have been done, and we build on it every single year and do more things. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be ways to improve or where we have to improve. But thank God we have a DCS. Thank God there's a roof for kids to be under, because that used to not be. Thank God we have drug treatment centers for people. Thank God we have unemployment you know, numbers that are great right now. So there's so many things to be thankful for and say, okay, we're able to build on these and correct where we need to. And, you know, that's we should be thankful for that instead of tearing the state down and, and talking about it as less than. It, it just that bothers me, Jim. Well, the truth is, and in, in the proof is in, in what, what exists in Tennessee. Environmentally, Tennessee is not high on environmental because most people drive cars. Why don't we have some type of rail system to enhance or reduce the, the emissions? Most people have to drive, and that's why Delk is so key on gasoline all the time. You can't go anywhere without having to drive. No, no types of mass transits exist in the suburbs. You know, well, Miss York, I, you're right. I would like to have more mass transit in Tennessee, and it, that would be a good thing. However, in te- if Tennessee got a large federal grant to build mass transit, it would actually get built. In California, they got it, and it just all went out the back door in suitcases. Well, and let me and also, no, no mass transit got built. But we've got a well, trolley. That's, that's we've got why a trolley. The state is trying to create HOV lanes and let a private company run them so they can milk the state for all the money. We've got a trolley well, system that is going between Mount Pleasant and GM every single day, and I pass it with not one person trolley. on there. How many people not can one person on the trolley at all, ever. And I, I love the people that run the trolleys. I like the people that drive the trolleys. But at the end of the day, there was a lot of money spent on the trolley that nobody is using. Period. So, well, I mean, if but again, the HOV again, lane that Lee's going to put in, let a private company run it, and they're going to milk the money out of the state, right? What about any of this makes Tennessee a rogue state, and that's the thing. subject? Not a thing. Not a thing. And to, <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't. And and, and again, Miss York, you know, I I heard something. Uh, uh, over, you know, I heard an article, read an article over the, um, and, and let me say this because I just don't, I'm not saying about this you personally, but you, you are, and and I, I, I put this forward as a comp, compliment. You are a loyal uh, Democrat who I think very accurately puts forth the position of your party, and and that's a good thing, uh, but. It makes me believe here. I heard a discussion, an article about some Democrats starting to use a term called righteous racism. In other words, it's okay to hate white people. It's okay to do bad things to white people because they're evil people. And, Mr. York, you're really beginning to make me believe that what I dismissed as quackery is the truth. Where did you get that from? That must be some right wing article somebody wrote. I know Nobody's this was even, these were leftists. This was liberal media. This was liberal media. Been a Democrat talking about righteous racism, and I just laughed it off as a nutcase. And must be from Fox News. Somewhere. No, it was y'all coin y'all coin a lot of this was from stuff, this know? was from CNN. I think. I mean, this is this was a Democratic spokesperson. And I think that went along with quietly quitting. I, I, I'm beginning to think that the agenda of the Democratic Party is simply vengeance. Nobody's vengeance. The only vengeance is a type of that that I see is perpetrated by the right wing. The right. There we go. 
We're going to have to talk about your leader, McCarthy. What's his thing? It's about vengeance. It's not about taking care of the business of the people. It's about vengeance. You know, sometimes people would call that justice. To keep the peace, we're going to have to divide the union. All right. See you next year. Happy, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, everybody.